Louise Bedford here. Just before we kick off with today's show, I wanted to let you know that for one week only, you can get up to 84% off a selection of my most popular trading education products available through tradinggame.com.au. Make no mistake. Your financial future is in your hands. So check out the audios, videos, and study courses that I have available at tradinggame.com.au. Now's your chance to develop your skills as a trader for up to 84% off, but only for the next week. Let's get on with the show. Louise Bedford here. I'm so glad you're joining us for this episode of Talking Trading. Okay, now here's the thing. I know that Caroline Stephen is usually the host of Talking Trading for almost every single episode. But in this particular situation, after she interviewed David Hobart, and we both love David Hobart, if you don't know David's interview, if you haven't heard it, listen for the previous week and the week before as well. Catch up because you're going to love what he had to say. After that interview, Caroline and I had a virtual arm wrestle and I won. I said that I wanted Jason McIntosh back on our show. You might know Jason from Motion Trader. And in fact, to learn more about Jason, you can go to motiontrader.com.au slash talking trading. At that website, Jason has hosted a series of videos and you're going to love it. It's called How to Build a Profitable Share Portfolio. So Chris Tate and I got together with Jason McIntosh, the creator of Motion Trader. This week and next week, we are bringing you our intensive interview with Jason. Jason is our friend. He is our running partner. He is somebody who we have traded side by side with for almost the same number of years. We adore the man. And I know you're going to get a heap out of this interview. Keep listening. There's an old Wall Street saying, there are no old, bold traders. But really, how do you become an old trader? How do you evolve? What is the trader evolution from zero to hero? I'm Louise Bedford, and to open up this topic, I've invited Chris Tate, my business partner, who I'm sure you know, and also Jason McIntosh, just so that we can have a chat about this because it's fascinating to see. Jason, perhaps you could tell us a little bit about your background. Louise, thank you for, for having me on. It's always, always a pleasure catching up with you and Chris and, and having a chat about trading. And uh, look, I, I started my career back in the, um, back in the, the heady days of the, the, the mid-1980s. It... Um, it's probably about, look, I would have been a teenager at the time and uh, it was all through, through my dad's interest and involvement with the, you know, the, the speculative mining stocks of WA back in, you know, back in those times. And you know, this is back in the, the day when you know, there's no, no price quotes on the internet. It was like you, know, you got the morning paper and the afternoon paper to check your prices and, uh, and you know, I, I just found all that. I just found the whole thing fascinating. Never made any money of that during those years. Uh, didn't have any strategy. I didn't know what I was doing. And, but it was nonetheless, it, it captivated me, had my attention. 
And uh, I think things really got interested after I left uni and I got my, um, got my start at, at Bankers Trust. Now, Bankers Trust was a, look, it was a Wall Street investment bank and I worked in the, um, the, the Australian headquarters in, in Sydney. And uh, it was 1991 and it was just, look, that, that's, that's when my whole trading world opened up. And I remember the, the head trader's first words to me. He said, yeah, Jason, yeah, well done. You made it to this side of the revolving door. The hard part is staying here. And uh, yeah, look, that was my introduction to professional trading. It's, um, uh, I was around some of, the, some, of the, some of the best traders in the business. And yeah, look, I was really fortunate to get that start because you know, most, most people who get involved in investing and trading, you know, people don't get a start like that ordinarily. But you know, I had some of the best in the business to learn from. And it was all about, you know, learning their strategies and how they do things and making their ways my ways. And because that's kind of how, how it works. You know, I learned from them and they learned from their mentors and, and, and so on. And, uh, and that, that whole investment bank trading world was, look, it's, it's, it was a remarkable you know, nine-year journey through that. And, uh, look, after, after that finished, it's, um, look, I've been, been out on my own since... Oh, I think it was uh, would have been would have been July '99, so 21 years ago. So since then, I've been yeah. Look, I, I trade my own money. Um, I've also uh, founded or, or co-founded uh, three stock market advisory services, and also um, a, a listed investment company. And um, the, the the current business that I'm in is called Motion Trader. So it, Motion Trader, it's a subscription-based service. And what, what I do with that is, look, it's really, about, it's really about helping people make sense of the stock market. And so by that, it's not just about telling them when to buy and, and when to sell, although that is a really big part of what it's all about. It's also about explaining the process and helping people develop the, the skills and the, the confidence to you know, apply a, a process of stock trading and investing themselves, you know, much like what you and Chris do. And uh, it's, yeah, look, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's, it, it's, it's fun engaging with people and helping them, helping open up that you know, mysterious world of, of financial markets, which often sounds very complicated. But, you know, when you break it down into process and strategies, like you know, we'll talk about today, it's, you know, it's, it's actually not. It actually is quite, quite accessible once you know what to do. And it's great that you've been involved for 21 years because this is our 21st year of running our mentor program. So we're definitely running partners with longevity as well. Now, most of our listeners know Chris Tate. He is a larger-than-life type of person, definitely the sergeant major of our relationship in terms of guiding our traders. The good thing is this video will be available on youtube.com.a or actually .com forward slash trading game, youtube.com forward slash trading game, and you'll be able to see lots of Chris Tate's videos there. Chris Tate is the co-founder, of course, of talkingtrading.com.au and my co-founder also of the mental program that we run with Trading Game. Uh, Chris, perhaps you could give us a little bit of a perspective here because Jason comes from a very professional hedge fund manager, the type of Wolf of Wall Street type of 
abusive background. I don't, I certainly don't. And you've got a broken background as well. Do people need a specific type of academic background or a professional background to become an exceptional trader? I think something Jason said is actually very important. That when you break markets down, they're not as complex as people want them to appear. Now, the important part of that phrase is want them to appear. The retail or sales side of the industry wants people to think that this is an immensely difficult profession, that it's some form of voodoo slash rocket science slash you need an MBA from the Wharton School of Business. Now, that's in their interest to tell you that, to have that, well, you just leave it to me, little lady. It's too complex for you. I'll fix it for you. In no way, shape or form is it. I'm, I'm perhaps the poster child for people who don't have a background in business. My background is as far away from business as you can get, but I can still do it. From my perspective, if you're, if you're capable of putting your underpants on, then your pants, then your socks, then your shoes, in that order, you are more than intellectually capable of trading. And once people get past this notion that it is perceived to be too hard for them or it is presented to them as being too hard for them, then they actually see that once they start to apply the rules of common sense that they have in their own lives to the market, then a lot of the mystique disappears. A lot of the noise, a lot of the nonsense just evaporates because when you boil the profession down to its simplest form, you buy things that are going up, you sell them when they go down, and you do not bet the farm. Now, the interesting thing is, is that most professional money managers who tell you that it's too hard for you to do, don't actually do that. They do the reverse. They sell things that are going up. They buy things that are going down because they have this strange mantra of when something's going down, it's more valuable. And they do bet the farm, which is why they deliver no value. And this is the important thing to note. In, in trading, you have a concept known as alpha. Alpha is the return you generate above what you could get just by buying the market. The vast majority of fund managers over a five, 10 year period deliver no alpha. So they don't deliver value. And so you could apply the mantra, well, yes, it's too hard for me based upon what you say, but based upon your results, it seems really far too hard for you as well. <laughs> But Jason, surely there would be some strategies to turn a losing trader into a winning trader. You must have seen this, not only in your background with BT and, and with the other companies that you've run, but also with Motion Trader now. Look, it's, it's, it's so interesting. The, the best strategies, look, they're, they're really, they're nothing new. They're, um, the, the, the best strategies are, are the things that um, traders and investors have been using for, for decades, if not, if not centuries. And, uh, but the funny thing is that you know, most people just don't understand this. They think that there are all these like, um, like secrets, secrets to investing, much like Chris was just saying, that, you know, that, that it's made out that it's really hard and it's inaccessible for, the, for, the, you know, for you know, your average person to sort of get, a, get across. And, um, and I think that's why... People often get sceptical when someone offers a service and says, hey, look, I can, I can help you. I can help you find good stocks. I can help you understand when to sell them. I can help you identify them. I can, I can explain a process to you. 
And people think, well, hang on, how, how, how could that be? If these people were so good and they had the secret, they wouldn't be telling me, so they mustn't be very good and they're just running a business to make, make money and to promote. And, and that does happen. It does happen a lot. It's, um, uh, and, and, but yeah, amongst the, all, the, all the noise and nonsense, there, uh, there are people who can really pass on these strategies to, to others. And that, look, that's how, that's how those who learn, learn. They're learning from others. No one, not too many people are doing this completely through trial and error. And you know, that's what I love about this business is that no one's born an expert trader. We all start from the point of no knowledge and then we, then we learn. It's, um, you know, it's just about, about you know, how you learn. You're going to learn through trial and error or you're going to have mentors. You know, how's it going to work? But ultimately, it comes down to learning strategies that have been used before. No one's really reinventing the wheel. And there's no, you know, there's no holy grail of strategies like this is the best thing you can possibly do. There are many processes at work. Some are fundamental, some are technical, some are combinations. Uh, yeah, and, and within those different disciplines, there are, there are um, different processes as well. So there's no, there's no single best way. And, mm. and uh, mm. so it's all about finding what, what works for you, what you're comfortable with, what you, what you, what you resonate with, because it's, it's all well and good to follow a process when, when it's working. Anyone can do that. When you're making money, everything's easy. The tricky part comes when, when the, the, the cycle turns and you start losing money. And now if you don't understand what you're doing and you don't have an approach that you're, that you're comfortable with, well, you're not going to be able to follow it and you're going to stop. And you can't be successful if you, if, if, if you stop. Then it's about um, you've got to be able to like, like follow that process through the market cycle, go through the down down periods and come out the other side. So that's why understanding what you're doing is so important. So you know, the, the five golden rules for me, I go through my five golden rules. So I, I come from, a, from a, a price perspective when I, when I look at markets. I'm not so focused on the fundamentals. It's, for me, it's about understanding the price action. And you know, the rule number one, and this would apply even if you're a fundamental, analyst, fundamental investor, it's um, you know, spread your risk. It's all about having, having many relatively small trades, not a few big ones. Because the mistake a lot of people make is they, they concentrate their risk and they think, well, if I want to win big, I've got to bet big and they'll go and you know, bet the farm on you know, whatever idea is, is at the moment. And that's just a disaster waiting to happen. So it's about spreading the risk. So no individual trade or investment can, can blow you up. And uh, by casting a wider net, you increase the odds of getting on some of the, some of the, the trades or, or stocks that can really run a long way. Uh, you know, number two, rule number two is invest with the trend. So a lot of people, as Chris was saying, like in fund managers, they'll buy as the price is falling. And you see, the trend is a path of least resistance. So if you're buying as the trend is falling, the odds favour that you're going to be, you'll see lower prices after you're bought. Whereas the opposite applies when you buy into a rising trend. The, the, the tide of rising prices is more likely to carry your investment higher. So you want to trade with the trends, that putting the, the probability of success in your favour. doesn't guarantee every trade or investment is going to work, but it's about, about odds. It's about putting the, the probability on your side. Um, you know, another key rule is letting, 
winners run. Let your best investments run. I see so many people, they get a, a 10 or 20% gain and they go, look, this is fantastic. You know, the bank pays me you know, 1% at best and I've just made 10% in six months in a stock. I'm going to take that. You know, that's wonderful. But if you're always locking in 10% gains, how are you going to get a 100% gain, a 200% gain? It just can't happen. So this, um, and often it's to do with fear of giving back a profit as well. People saying, well, look, I, don't, I don't want to risk this 10% gain, so I'll lock it in. But by doing that, they're capping their best stocks and, um, and, and often that won't pay for their, you know, the inevitable losses, which is, you know, the fourth rule, it's to cut your losses. And of course, many people do the opposite. They don't cut losses because they're told that, you know, if they persist, they'll, um, the stock will eventually, stocks always go up in the long run. That may be true of a market, but it's not necessarily true of an individual stock. So if you're holding, your, you're losing stocks and you're not cutting them, you end up, you end up running the reverse strategy to what good process is. You're running your losses and you're cutting your profits. So you've got you to you twist that. You've got to cut your losses and run your profits. So if people get it back to front all the time. And yeah, the, the final uh, rule that, that you know, my systems and processes and my investments all operate on is to, to give, your, give your stocks room to move. And so another problem which I, I see so often is that someone will say, look, I'll let my profits run. I'm up 40% on this stock and I've, I've got the 40% because I've let it run. But look, it's come a long way now and I'm getting a bit worried. I'm not going to take profit because I understand the concept of letting profits run. So what I'll do is I'll place a, my exit point um, 5% below the market, maybe 10%. And if it comes back to their amount, but I'm letting my profits run, they'll say. 5 10%, that's, that's not much. That's not much breathing space. That happens in, you know, that could be a, a weekly or monthly pullback and they're out of the trade. They're not giving it the space to move. So if you want to trade a 100% or 200%, 500% gain, you're not going to do so when you've got your exit point just you know, really jammed up below, the, um, below the, the stock price. So you've got to give room to move. And that's, for a lot of people, that's, uh, that's uh, the real missing piece of the puzzle that they never quite get. You know, they, you know, they, they, can, they read books and they understand those kind of rules I was talking about. Yeah, spread risk, trade with the trend, let profits run, get cut losses, but they can't figure out why they're not making any money over after years of trying. And it's often because they've got their exit points too close and they're not giving those stocks room to move. So, yeah, it, it, it's, it's interesting, the trading game, the investment game. They're, um, you've, got to bring, you've got to bring all those pieces together, otherwise it doesn't, it doesn't work. Mm, it's so true. And we've found that it often separates into three specific components where it's the first one is system, which is what you've described. Make sure you've got a winning system. And then psychology, your trading psychology is so paramount. It's just essential. And then maintenance. How do you maintain those results moving forward? And Chris, what else have you found would be transition steps for somebody going from a fairly ordinary trader to an extraordinary trader? I, I want to touch on a theme that Jason touched on as well. And that is the notion that when we come to trading, you don't come as a fully formed trader. You're embryonic in nature. 
the counterpoint to that is that you come to trading fully formed as a human being. So you have biases, you have beliefs, you have things you think are true. But powering those is your ego. And the central issue I see with traders in their inability to move forward is their ego. They cannot let go of either who they were, they can't let go of the opinions they hold, nor as an extension of that can they ever admit that they're wrong. And so they have this inability, as Jason said, to do simple things like cut their losses. Because whenever you, whenever you take a loss, for those of us who trade professionally, taking a loss is a mechanistic endeavour. It, it, it's, like, it's like putting the milk in the tea. It's not something you give any thought to. It just occurs. So it is that very, very much mechanical process. For others who, who have not moved to that sort of state, taking a loss is a reflection on who they are. I have made a mistake. I don't normally make mistakes. So therefore, I've not made a mistake here. The stock will eventually go up. And as Jason said, markets go up. Stocks don't have to. I've, I've known people who've held stocks for years, waiting for them to go back up, and they never do. I know people who are still holding Babcock and Brown, even though it's been delisted. They're in the belief that it will come back to the market and go back to the price they bought it at. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. I just, you know, in, in my world, that's not going to happen. And that's a function of ego. That, that's not a function of their trading system, their trading process. That's a function of the way they see the world. And it is people who are able to step out of that mindset and simply remove their ego from the process that are actually able to make the big steps. They're able to do, as Jason said, ignore the fact that they might have made 10% and let the system go until it's made 100%. 150, 200%. If you have an ego and your ego is involved in the trading process, then you're constantly seeking validation. And that validation comes by taking the small wins. It doesn't come by sitting there going, I've got nothing to do today. I'll just have to leave it. It, it comes by this constant churn, this constant interaction, the constant interplay of your ego with the system and the market. And I do think that is a part of the maintenance of results as well, that we do have to release what came before and embrace where we're moving towards. Jason, what would you say would be the secret to long-term sustainable success? Yeah, look, I'm, um, I, I look at my own path and like how, how I've evolved as a, as um, in, in the financial markets. And it's, look, by nature, I've developed into a, into a planner. You know, I, I, I like routine and I'm, I describe myself as being process orientated. And, and that, that feeds through with just through to who I am generally. So, you know, my, my days are quite routine. Some people would say, oh, that's a pretty boring sort of day, but it's just how I'm wired. I'm, I'm routine orientated and process orientated. And that really helps with uh, consistency, which is a key part of, of repeatable success. And, um, and uh, so I've got a, 
members to my service contact me through emails and stuff and and I've found through this discovery process so I've got you know, several pilots as subscribers and they tell me that what they like about the, the approach which I, I, um, I provide is that it's, it's quite similar to what, what they do. So you know, before the plane takes off, there's a, a pre-flight check and it's, um, it's the same sort of thing before putting on, on, a, on an investment or a trade. From my, my perspective in my world, it's like you don't just say, oh, I'll buy that. It's like you, there'll be a, a checklist of things that need to, need to be happening. The share price has to be rising. There has to be an uptrend. There's volatility questions. There's, there's volume questions. There's a, there's a checklist of things that need to be in place before you buy. Same thing happens when you're in a, if you're in a plane and an engine stops. Well, the pilots just don't say, well, you know, engine stopped. What will we do now? There's a process to follow. They get out another, another list of things to do. Same from, from an investment standpoint. It's not like, oh, this stock's gone down. What will I do? It's like, well, we know what we'll do because we have a set of rules which will say, well, it's come back, but that's okay. It hasn't come back too far, so we know what to do. Okay, now it's come back further. Do we give it more room or do we wait a bit longer or what do we do? There's no thinking about that because the rules are already in place. It's just follow the process. So this is all about how you get that, how you get that um, uh, repeatable, repeatable success over time. And I think, uh, I think another, another big thing is that you need good emotional control. And like, like the emotional control, now this is, doesn't matter how good your processes are, unless you have emotional control, it's not going to work. Because you see, the, I think like the emotional control is sort of like the glue that, that holds the whole thing together, that brings it all together and, and, and makes it work and makes it sustainable over time. And it's... Um, and I think, um, you know, look, without emotion control, I think it's hard to be successful at anything. I hope you loved that interview with Jason McIntosh. It was actually part one, and we're going to bring you part two next week on our Talking Trading show. Now, if you haven't registered on talkingtrading.com.au, register now. That way you'll get our weekly free trading podcast and we will bring you expert trading information and interviews that will fuel your profits, squash your fears and drive you towards exceptional trading habits. Enjoy your week and I'll talk to you next week when we continue our journey with Jason McIntosh. The views represented on Talking Trading are general in nature and do not take into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. Before acting on any of the information, consider its appropriateness in regards to your own situation.